Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 383 of the RV Podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about your questions that we get from emails and uh, our followers about the RV lifestyle. Welcome, fellow travelers. It's time for another episode of the RV Podcast. Answering your questions, sharing tips, suggesting great trips and off-the-beaten-path adventures, and always staying on top of the RV lifestyle news you need to know about with great interviews and inside industry information. Here's your hosts, award-winning journalists Mike and Jennifer Wendland. Well, hello again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Mike, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jen. Hello, my dear. Hello, Michael. We're just back from uh, basically a month, a little over a month on the road and a whirlwind travel schedule. But aren't they all? Aren't all? They all tend yeah. to become whirlwind traveling yeah. adventures, especially in the wintertime with weather. Yeah, so it's it's been great. Uh, we're in our Six and Bricks house in Michigan, back in our studio for the first time in a long time. It's kind of nice to be here uh, where all of our equipment uh, can, uh, can be around and we can show you different cameras and go from different shots. Not that we do that very much, but <laughs> it's kind of fun to be able to do that. Um, <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, so uh, it's good to be here. We're only here for a couple of weeks, and then we're hitting the road going back south. We have, since we last talked to you on the podcast, we have been uh, at our property in Tennessee. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with what that is, we have we recently bought in November five acres of property at a place called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. It's in mid-Tennessee, um, about 90 minutes from um, from Nashville, Tennessee. They call it Nashville's big backyard area, but it's near a little tiny town called Linden. But the property is is just wild woods on kind of a little mountaintop area there. And we had a great time. Uh, we uh, did uh, some of the work that we've been working on to get things developed, so we can eventually have three RV sites. We've got our water in, and uh, the septic system is the also septic in. The field is out there in, and we used that this week, as well as our water, and uh, it's shaping up. Yeah, we, we shot a video, and we'll run the video soon that kind of updates everything, and we're going to do a little uh, cost of what uh, our expenses are in developing the place. But we have put in now a uh, about a 600-foot circular driveway, and we uh, are carving out three RV parking spots, uh, one for ourselves and then a couple for guests and friends and uh, whatnot. And that was really kind of fun to, to see that start to shape. It is fun to see this happening. You know, it's our dream and now it's happening. We spent um, a couple of nights out there and it was fun. We had water hooked up. We took a shower in our site, in our RV, and had hot water uh, uh, galore. Uh, from the uh, RV, but alas, we had to winterize to come back to Michigan yesterday. <laughs> and we're still waiting for electricity. Yeah, that's uh, it's close though. It's close. It won't be long. They're they're putting the telephone poles in right now as we speak along uh, the little corridor that we're near. And the beauty of having electricity is is once they run the electricity, we'll also have gig speed 
fiber optic cable. So that's amazing. So being able, to, I'll be able to have faster speed there than I do at our condo in Florida or here at our our studio in Michigan. Uh, that's just unbelievable. And uh, I think besides that, when I get the gigabyte stuff in there, I'm going to set up some live cameras so we can watch the wildlife, you know, from wherever we are or whatever's going on on the property. And sounds like a good plan. We celebrated your birthday on the property. We did, and that was fun. We had about 30 people stop by. It was actually, we used it as an excuse for a meetup, <laughs> and it was fun. It, it's always nice to meet people that uh, follow us. And uh, several of them, in fact, I'd say most of the ones who stopped by actually ended up buying property as well. Amazing. Including... Our good friend, Traveling Robert. You know Traveling Robert? He is a big YouTube channel, and Robert's been on the program many times, and we've been on his, and uh, we've become pretty good friends over the year. And uh, Robert and his uh, his wife, Eli, bought uh, a place literally just uh, a couple hundred yards from our our property, down, the, down this little county road in the middle of the woods that we're located on. I like that. Yeah. Robert was flying his drone from his to ours uh, <laughs> on your birthday. It was kind of fun. We were out there in the middle of nowhere. Said, There's a drone up there, somebody said. I said, oh, that's Traveling Robert. He says, Traveling Robert, what's he doing here? And I told him he just bought. And uh, I'm sure Robert's going to talk a lot about it on his channel. And he'll be in the video that, that Jen and I will have released uh, later on in the week. But uh, it's great to have Robert as a neighbor and many of the other people who introduced themselves to us. We've got a lot of good neighbors. We do. And uh, so that was that was fun. Um, now we're back in Michigan, and we've got some things to take care of here. You know, it's tax season, so we got to take care of all of that, settle down with that. Um, but um, we're delighted to kind of be able to just take a breather. We did, we have 10, we still have some more to do from Tampa, but we shot basically uh, 10 videos mm -hmm. in Tampa. And we did them this year on like Class Bs, Class As, towables, trailers, fifth wheels, and we've been releasing them, and we have a couple more left to go on that. So, but um, we got most of them edited. We hold up in uh, on the beach, well, looking out at the beach. We were on the beach very little. <laughs> we just were editing, but it was nice to look out the window. It was. Yeah. Did Bo have a good time? Yeah. On the property, he did. On the property, he had a blast. That is his land, and I think the highlight for him, we think a coyote cut through one of the ravines because he was on high alert and uh, he didn't go off that high alert. Honey, they don't call it a ravine down there in Tennessee. That's holler. what we call them. They call them a holler or a holler. Holler? Yeah, yonder, that holler over there. But uh, well, I know I'm, I'm, I know ridges. Yep, we're on a I'll ridge. I'll get the hang of it pretty soon. Ridges, and we call them ravines or valleys, and then the locals all said they're hollows. But whatever it was, there was some critter that ran through, and I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a deer. We do have deer. I have some trail cams up, and we'll see what what we what we have over there when there's not a lot of people around. All I can say is it gave Bo a purpose for living, oh. and whenever somebody would stop by to visit us, he would get right behind him, and yep. uh, he would lay down, face the the the, the holler ravine. or the ravine. Yeah. Yeah, holler. <laughs> holler sounds funny, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I thought somebody's going to trip on him. Yep. So he was very protective. Oh, he was very protective. Yeah. Well, listen, this is going to be a little bit different in the podcast uh, because instead of an interview, we are going to sort of catch up. We have a ton of, of questions and mail and comments that you have sent us. 
And uh, we're going to use the rest of the podcast to sort of answer some of those and catch up. So stick with us. We come back. Your questions, your comments on the RV podcast. Have you ever thought of owning your own land for camping or a homestead? Tennessee Land and Lakes is selling off a 1,500-acre estate known as the Woodlands at Buffalo River in large acreage properties from 5 to 126-acre homesteads. Unlike most properties, these are virtually unrestricted, allowing year-round living in an incredible natural setting. These are multi-use properties. You can camp on them, build a dream house if you want. A cabin, a barn, a garage, it's your land and there's no HOA, no rules. It's your property, your way. There's high-speed fiber optic internet available, wooded trails and big views surrounded by the most popular destination spots in Tennessee like Nashville, Kentucky Lake and the Buffalo River. The pricing starts at $69.9. There's even great financing. Jennifer and I like it so much that we bought there. Take a video tour and get the details at myrvland.com. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Welcome back, and now it's time to catch up on all your comments and emails. Yep, and uh, I should put right up at the at the beginning, uh, we're obviously doing this uh, podcast as we do all of them. Uh, the audio version, of course, available on your favorite podcast app. Uh, iTunes, Android, whatever it is, Spotify, we're on all of those platforms. And you can also listen to us at on the blog, rvlifestyle.com. Uh, but also we simulcast this in a video version. Uh, we record video for the podcast on our YouTube RV Lifestyle channel. And uh, so uh, the best way for you to uh, ask us a question or to pass along your comments is to just email us uh, at Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. We love getting your email. Um, first is we have a comment that we want to pass along. This this uh, was sent us by Mickey, and we just sent this. Uh, we got this this morning, and he said, "I don't understand all the talk about it taking one to two years to get an RV. In driving from Texas to Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, the RV sales lots are loaded now with drivable and pull-through RVs. We watch you and many others all saying the same, but." If I wanted to buy something, I can't see a problem finding one from the large inventory offered today. Maybe somewhere else, but along I-10, the RV lots are loaded. Well, um, Mickey, that that's great. I mean, I, I'm not sure what whether these are new or used RVs. It's I, very hard to get a new one. You know, if you want to pick out the interior colors and you've got something in mind, 
You're going to wait. You are definitely going to wait. Um, the delays are still there. I mean, we just came back from Tampa, and every manufacturer, uh, not to uh, not just to us, but when people would ask how long will it take to get something ordered, they all say the same thing that you know it's it's months. But what you you may be seeing in many of those RV lots are consignment RVs. In other words, people who are, are parking it on the lot in hopes of selling their used RVs, uh, or as often as it happens when we've looked at a couple of these, hey, look at all those RVs. Many of them are RVs that are be are waiting for service because they can't get the parts for the service. The delays in the service industry are almost as bad as they are in the manufacturing end of the industry. And so you see on many of the lots where their inventory is down, they've got a lot of RVs sitting there, not necessarily for sale, but waiting for service. So I don't know. I didn't see the lots that you saw, Mickey. Um, and it would be nice. I think there are a lot of trailers for sale. Yeah, if you want a towable, it's easy to get a towable. Yeah. Easier. Easier. Uh, I noticed uh, in our travels, uh, I always, every time you pass an RV dealer, we look. We don't see a lot of new product, particularly in motorhomes out there. Some of them. Some of There's, there's Class A's. They're a little easier to find. There's a lot of Class C's. There's a few B's that are new, but the inventories are nowhere like they were a few years ago. But there are some, there are used ones out there uh, that people are selling, and a lot of those used ones are consignment deals where you'll go to the dealer and the dealer will keep a certain amount, but he'll show it and let you put it on his lot and handle showings if people want to go in and tour it. So, Now, if you're thinking about motorhomes, think about cars and trucks. When you go past a car dealership, how they have very little inventory. Well, that leads you to the next question that came through. Uh, it's also a comment. Okay. This is from Mark, uh, commenting on your YouTube RV Lifestyle channel about the challenge of buying a new RV these days. We not only want something affordable, but available. A local leisure travel van owner in Southern California is asking around $210,000 for a used 2021. Hey, maybe we should sell our wonder. <laughs> we won't have one. <laughs> Leisure is one of the companies in which buying a, a new one uh, is, is as long as three years, some dealers will tell you. So the prices of used Leisure travel vans, particularly relatively new ones like that 2021, are astronomical. And uh, that that's, I've not heard of that. Uh, I mean, $210,000 for uh, you know, a year old RV. It's more than what it sold for originally. Yes, it is. Yeah. And that's amazing. Uh, but here's the note that came from um, another listener, and this is from Jeff, because it isn't just RVs that uh, there are problems with. He said, and, and how's this for irony? He says this, he says, uh, I can get the fifth wheel I want today. I can get same deal, same day delivery. We want to get a fifth wheel, but I need a truck to haul it. And I can't get the new three-quarter ton pickup I want for seven months. My dealer says, my RV dealer says, that's just a guess. Um, I'm sorry, my car dealer, the truck dealer says, that's just a guess. It may take even longer to get the new truck. What is happening here? Well, this is the same shortage that you see 
you know, in, in parts and inventory and the delay in getting RVs manufactured is uh, also probably even more strenuously being felt in the automobile industry because of those chips, those microchips that kind of control the RV. It's a mess out there. Yeah, it, it really is. So I don't see an end in sight. Do you? Well, I don't know. They keep talking about building chips. And I read that one company that had started in uh, the U.S. ended up having to recall a bunch of the chips because the, the medium that they made them with or whatever was contaminated. But it, it takes a long time to build up those chip factories and then to get everything working. Uh, the truck problem is really there, particularly on um, bigger trucks that you would need to, to haul a towable or a fifth mm. wheel, three-quarter size. So it is, uh, it's not easy to find them. They're out there. I mean, we saw some prices. We had a guy come by uh, our meetup in Tennessee, and he mm -hmm. had a 2018, I think it was an F-350. It was a big, heavy-duty Ford, and uh, he bought it used, used 2018, and I asked him if he didn't mind sharing the price, he said he paid $70,000 for it, for a 2018 heavy-duty truck. And he's pulling a great big long Airstream with it. Uh, but it was a beautiful truck, but uh, man, that's a lot of money for something that's that old. Yeah. So, so, so trucks and RVs. Uh, cars. <laughs> cars, they're, they're all in, in short supplies. All right, more questions from you guys. All right, this is from Dave and Sally. My wife and I are full-timers, but want to find a place to park for a few months at a time where it's warm, Florida or South, or South Texas. Can you point us to a source of information of available land for RVs that have no restrictions, like uh, the land you bought in Tennessee? I assume that he wants to buy land, and I have had so many people ask me, is there a directory, or uh, is there a place to go? And not that I know of. Uh, there is no central repository of places uh, like the like the woodlands that were that we bought at in Tennessee, um, that is you know raw land, raw acreage that you can do pretty much whatever you want. You can put your RVs in, or you can build a house, but you don't have to do anything in any particular set period of time. Um, there is no directory that I know of like that. What you have to do is search it out in the area you want, and the way to do that is Google it. You know, look for land near me, um, uh, undeveloped land near me, and then you will get a list of properties. Zillow might have some raw land that you could find, or realtor.com, you could search those areas, those sites in the areas you want to go. But then you got to call a realtor, you got to somehow have them reach out to the seller and uh, have it disclose what kind of restrictions there are on the property. We've heard all sorts of stories from people who bought at the woodlands where we are of people wanting to buy in different parts of the country, but the restrictions make it very prohibitive. Yeah, the, this is rare, what we found. Yeah. And by the way, it's interesting the way they sell land down there on the woodlands. I'll put a, I'll put a link. It's just myrvland.com. But what they do is um, once a month or so, they have a day in which people make appointments and they sell it all in a day. And I guess the reason is they don't, it saves them the cost of having an office, 
where you have people staffed and then people call them and they come out and look at the property and you got to go out and you got to get somebody else to watch the office while you're gone. So instead they make appointments, they do some of the pre-checks on the phone, they find out what people want, they come up with a list of properties that are available and then on one particular day you show up, you get an appointment, a couple hour appointment, you go out and look at the land. Uh, and that's that's the way they do it. The next time, that's what they did on, on the 12th, on Jennifer's birthday, when we met so many of the people who had bought that day. And they're doing it again uh, at the Woodlands on uh, March 19th. And we'll, we'll try to be there. We may be back there. We've got to, we kind of are visiting our place about every month, you know, as we have little projects we want to get done. And it's kind of fun to go when everybody else is there. So if we can, we'll be there on the, on the 19th as well. But March 19th, and if you're interested in that site, the Woodlands, there's a link on the, on the screen at myrvland.com. But I don't know of any other place around the country. You just have to search yourself, use the internet. You know, if you're looking in North Carolina, North Carolina property, we're looking in Michigan. We would like to buy uh, some, uh, some acreage in Michigan so that we could go around a little closer to our Sticks and Bricks house. And it's hard. We've been looking since last fall. It sells. It's, I mean, they it's listed and it's gone. I mean, I, like I have a list. Uh, I get a mailing every morning about um, property in the area that we're looking for that becomes available. And, you know, there's usually one or two a day. But by the next day, oftentimes it's sold. So you really have to move fast. But. And we want to see it. We want to walk it. Yeah, there isn't time to be indecisive. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, I, I, uh, these folks, I know they're buying it in Tennessee. They're, they're going the same day and they're buying it. Mm -hmm. uh, and we did that. I guess I shouldn't say it. We did that, but it's hard to make, you know, that kind of a decision in one day. But uh, there isn't a lot. You, once you see what the land looks like, I guess, you know, a bunch of trees and stuff. Right. But you got to have a vision for what you want to do. But it's hard to get... And I don't know of any central uh, repository of information. And if there is one, um, somebody send it to me, and we'll we'll check it out. And if it looks good, we'll we'll let people let people know. Okay, uh, here's a question from um, let's see from James. From James, I'm sorry, I couldn't find it. James says we are wondering if we can install the Starlink system from SpaceX in our RV for remote work. We need fast and reliable service, and this sounds perfect for us. Can you tell me how to get it installed in our Class A motorhome? Um, you can't, not yet. Uh, someday. There, someday, yeah. The Starlink system, of course, that's Elon Musk and SpaceX, and they have this, they call it a constellation of low-orbiting Earth satellites uh, that provide very fast Internet service. Uh, they have... Many parts of the country can now get the terrestrial version of it. In other words, where you have a, a dish, a permanent dish on a permanent location. Um, their hope was to test it uh, on mobile use for vehicles, uh, including RVs. That has not happened to our knowledge yet. Uh, hopefully this year we'll see those first tests go and then maybe they'll make it available for RVs. But for those of you who work on the road, having that kind of reliable and high-speed uh, service is going to be a game-changer for the remote uh, working uh, segment of our population. But SpaceX isn't available right now. Hey, quick break, 
and then we're back with a few more questions. Stay with us. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And battleborne batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborne battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries, they allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. All right, welcome back. We are continuing, uh, catching up on our email and the comments that uh, come to us each week. Uh, so let's get right back to it. You got one? I do. This one is from Mark. I have a question about your freshwater tank. If you have normal use with cooking and stuff like that, how many showers do you get up, up before the tank fills up? I know this, this is subjective, but just as a gauge, what's a ballpark number? Well, we've got a 33 and a half gallon tank, and um, normally we can, what, stay out about six days? What yeah. do you think? Well, I think we get about six, six, six to eight showers. Yeah. And but there's you can't two of us, so that's like four forever. days. Yeah. you got to be quick. <laughs> These aren't like the Navy showers where you turn it on and turn it off. Um, and so they're nice showers, but they're but, not like... 10 not, minute not long. like at home. Yeah, not like at home where I can stay in for a half hour. But um, we used it, uh, for example, when we were boondocking on our land this past week, we mm -hmm. showered um, both days. And so that's four showers. We did two nights, four showers. And um, I think the tank was maybe 25, 30% full yeah, when I emptied dishes. it in our new sewer system mm -hmm. on our land. <laughs> Uh, but in the freshwater tank, you got 33 gallons, and uh, you know I think you can get by with a, a couple of gallons uh, in a shower in a hot if it's a hot shower. We have that thermo insta hot water, and that oh, really that's helps. Oh, that's wonderful! You have instant hot water. You yep. don't waste a bunch of water waiting for it to get warm. Yep. Uh, okay, this one is from uh, Julie, and she says, "Please settle a bet for us. Are the three little windows on a road trek real?" They were when Road Trek first came out. Yeah, and the old Chevy versions that they right, had, they were, were real windows. Cute little windows. Yeah. But alas, with time, the three windows have become three decals. Yeah, they're decals. And uh, there's a funny story I, I, I heard from uh, one of the executives at Road Trek years ago after they started putting those decals in. And uh, he was talking about some of the uh, one of the dealers they had who was trying to pull a fast one out on a warranty and the dealer had called the warranty department at Road Track. This is going back six, eight years ago. And he said, uh, yeah, I got that uh, unit through and uh, he said, I, say, I, got, I saved some goodwill with the customers because there was a really bad leak around those three little windows up on the top. And the, uh, the company executive said, a leak in the windows, huh? 
They said, yep, yep, we fixed it, we fixed it. You know, we didn't want to send it back to the factory. We got them back on the road, but we fixed it, and we'll put a warranty claim through it. And the guy said, well, that's very interesting because uh, if you really went up and looked at them, you'd see that those aren't windows. Those are just decals. And I, I assume that guy is no, that place was no longer a dealer of them. But you got to be careful who you buy from. Yeah, <laughs> but they, uh, they were so popular, and road truck people always would, like, show three fingers when you pass somebody, the three windows. But they kept that nostalgia, but uh, now they're, uh, they're a decal. So there you go. Darn. Yeah. All right, this question is from Paul. How can we find out about RV shows? And are the same prices we see at those shows really better than we can get at the dealership? Hmm. I would say yes. Yeah. They don't want to haul them home. On a couple of different levels. One, they do discount pretty good. And if you just look at the videos on our YouTube RV Lifestyle channel, you see from the Tampa show, you see the suggested retail and what they were selling at the show. And there were some pretty good discounts, at all of them, and mm -hmm. all different kinds of RV. But I think the biggest benefit was that uh, there was a little sign with that saying, immediate delivery. So those were actual inventory units that they were selling at Tampa, and I assume at other RV shows. So uh, you, now you have to be familiar bef before you buy, you know, is that... Really, they act, you know, check other dealers. You have to do some research ahead of time. And, uh, but, but in general, I think you'll find those are pretty good prices. Uh, people always ask us how you find the RV shows. If you read our newsletter that we send out every Monday, and you can subscribe uh, right from rvlifestyle.com. Just go there. There's lots of little links to how to sign up for our free newsletter. Every Monday we send it out, and we put at the end of it a list of all of the RV shows around the country that are coming up that weekend and for several weeks ahead so you can plan accordingly. But um, we put, we list those shows. But we, we love RV shows. We do. They're fun. They are. They are. Uh, all right. This is one that comes from Kevin. It says, We never hear you talk about maintenance or repair issues with your RVs. Have you ever had your RV in the shop for long periods of time? What problems have you had? Well, we've been lucky. We've never had it have have had to have it someplace overnight, have we? I'm we have to think been back. extremely fortunate. Now, when we first started out, we had prototypes. Oh, and some of the some of the early road treks that we had. And, yes, uh, yeah, that was a little more complicated. A couple of times on, when we got we had this was right when lithium battery systems were first coming out, and wiring between the lithium and the inverters and all that stuff. Uh, a couple of times I would go up and spend the night there and I'd work on it for two days. But um, but all the, the RVs we bought, we've never had anything other than that, you know, and that was like experimental, so I don't really count that. Yeah, I don't really count that either. And uh, with the leisure travel vans, that's half the reason that we went with leisure is because they had a good reputation. They're a small company and... Uh, we've had no problems. When we have little things yeah. that go wrong... And, and little things, we're, we're taking it in this week uh, to fix, um, well, two things. One, uh, one of my equalizer jacks, the, you know, the leveling jacks, I, we mentioned this a long time ago, uh, three or four weeks ago, when we were driving down the road, a chunk of concrete broke off and bounced down the road, and it came underneath, and it, and it uh, took one of my jacks, and it made it crooked. 
it didn't break it. It just kind of like loosened, you know, it was mounted like that. And it kind of like, so they got to straighten that out. Um, and then uh, our door, the side door needs some adjusting. You know, these things are driving down the road. It's like a... It's in a perpetual earthquake. Yeah, think and of the, that. Think about your roads wherever you live. I mean, I used to think it was just Michigan had bad roads, but now that we're out there, there's a lot of bad roads out there. Yeah, so so it uh, it's going in to get... And we're just going to have them adjust the door. They showed me how to do it, but I just don't have them doing it. And that, that's kind of a big issue because the door popped open during one of our drives. Uh, I tend to slam the door... Uh, Much to Jennifer's chagrin. Yes, do not slam. Push. Push. <laughs> That's Push. Push. Yeah. Do that again. I like that. Push, uh, Push it. <laughs> yeah. Push me out. So. Um, Can't and then, slam. And then we've gotten in the habit since that once happened is we lock it now when yes. we're driving down the road. We pull it shut. Lock it. Yeah. So we're going to have them adjust that. Is there anything else they need to do? I don't think there is anything. Uh, oh, we think that the toilet's using too much water, so we're going to ask them if there's an adjustment on that. But um, at the most, we expect to be in there just a few hours, so that's uh, mm -hmm. that's good. But we do tell you when things go wrong in ours. We tell you all the time. Uh, all right, what else we got? Okay, this is from Kendall. I'd like to hear from Jennifer. What's your favorite thing about Arvine, and what's your least favorite? I'd like to hear this, too. Oh, favorite thing, I think, dreaming and thinking about a trip. You know, you think how much fun it's going to be and where you want to go and what you're going to see along the way. The possibilities. The adventure of it. I, I like to dream about how much fun it's going to be to get away and to do that. I get restless if I'm home too long. And the bad part is, it goes right with it, is uh, packing trying to think of everything you need and not taking too much, but just the right amount, and planning meals. I like to do that. I'm, I'm doing that much more now, thinking, okay, what are we going to eat this day, this day, this day? And then, of course, the flip side, when you get home, you have to unpack all of that. But then usually, we've got our system down now. As soon as we get home, we like to get home not too late. We just bring everything in. Yep. And put it away. Put it where it needs to go. And we, we don't, I've been known to have a couple loads of laundry done before we go to bed. Well, she did this last night. We got home about 7, uh, or Sunday night, Sunday night. We got home about 7, and uh, we watched. We turned the Super Bowl on as we unloaded the RV. And I'm kind of watching the Super Bowl, and I always went and I did a little bit of work on the newsletter that went out Monday morning. Um, and by... By 9.30, I looked, and you were taking clothes that you had, the stuff we had gotten, to, you had already had them cleaned. Yeah, everything was cleaned. Well, not everything. Well, a lot a of lot. it. A lot of it. I was uh, amazed. Was that. But, you know, then all I got to do is go out there and wipe down the windows and sinks and sweep the floor, shake out the rugs. And then it's and ready the to go again. vacuum and dog hair. And as soon as I get it ready to go again, I'm ready to go. And I never put that off. That gets done just a couple days after we get home because it's just too much work to have to clean the thing and pack. I want it clean and ready to go. Plus, you never know who's going to stop by and want to see it. Yeah, that's good. We have visitors. They want to come look at our RV. All right. All right, one more question, and uh, this is from Rick. Why are so many RV influencers like you and Jennifer coming off the road these days? Now, we're not coming off the road, but... I think it means other influencers. I know you guys have been doing this for 10 years now, 
and I mean this with all due respect, <laughs> but you are no longer spring chickens. True. Yeah, it is. How much longer do you two plan to keep doing this, and how have you been able to stay traveling so long without burning out? Good question. As long as we have the health to travel and the finances that we are able to afford to travel, you know, the price of gas and all the expenses that go with traveling. And I think that you have to be flexible. You know, like when the world shut down, okay, how are we going to travel? You're going to travel local. You, you just have to be flexible and able to do whatever is happening. Uh, we, I love traveling. I, I can be happy with things that other people might find boring. I find people interesting when we meet different people. I love the people that we meet. I love the I love the things that we see. Some people just like big cities. I like small towns. I find it all interesting. You always learn when you're out there. Like, you know, when we found that corn farmer that produced corn, popcorn the, for like the world. I mean, you in never the sand know. sand hills of Nebraska it was the popcorn capital of the world. And we yeah, interviewed this guy. I mean, there are so many interesting things. This guy, I mean, this guy was so interesting. He had farms in South Africa. South America, France, France, and of course in Nebraska, he was like this popcorn king, and we just we <laughs> we just stumbled, walked on his farm, and he took us out, showed us all about popcorn. I mean, we would never fascinating guy, very fascinating, and there's a lot of that out there if you go out looking. True, we're not Europe, <laughs> no, but uh, it's very interesting here. I think that's why we haven't burned out is because we both just we love meeting people. We are curious. Mm -hmm. We're extremely curious. We believe in serendipity. Well, let's just well, let's try this, um, and that's one of the reasons we have bought this property in Tennessee and may do so again in Michigan to develop into our own little private RV spots. For example, you know how hard it is to find an open campground without getting reservations months in advance. Um, so having our own place that we can develop and make like a, we always have a place to go. And it's really fun. It's just really fun to do this. So having projects and things you're interested in. And I think having a background in journalism, we love to tell the story. I mean, like we the, would be doing the this. Jello Museum. I mean, some of the places that we have gone, there's very little that we don't find interesting. We saw a sign that said the Jello Museum. We said, the Jello Museum? <laughs> there's there's <laughs> a story going. with everything. And it was. Um, it, it, Rick asked the question, he says, why are so many RV influencers coming off the road? And they are, a lot of them are. Um, you know, I think um, the ones that are coming off the road seem to be full-timers. So after a while, I mean, that's why we have never been full-timers. We're half to three-quarter timers. It seems like we're full-timers, but we, we, we regularly touch base with our home in Michigan or our home in Florida. Uh, I think if we were full-timers, confined to a small little RV all the time, it would, it would go, we would, we would end up with what we call decision fatigue. You have so many decisions you, do you have you to RV. make. Yeah. Where are you going? Where are you going to stay? You might get there and it's not what you expected, so you have to relocate. Pivot. Plan B. Plan C. I mean, so many decisions to make. Where's okay, the best your, supermarket? Your, your dog gets sick. Where are you taking the dog? Where should you buy groceries? Oh, I bought groceries there. I should have bought over here. I mean, you are constantly making decisions. Can't get in this RV. We got bad neighbors here in this RV park. Uh, what do we do there? 
Maybe yeah. we have more decisions than other people because uh, we've always had a very full schedule when we're going from here to here to here. We don't sit in one spot for six months. That's our change goal this year. We're going to try and stay in different places longer this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that, there's a lot of influence that they come back for that. And, and I think a lot of them haven't, caught, haven't uh, you know, some of them are just doing this for a season. You know, let's get it out and then we'll, then we'll settle down. We'll have mm-hmm. kids for some of the younger influencers and we'll get a house and, and family. Our family's grown and we use it to visit our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but that decision fatigue is a big thing for a lot of them. And they think they're going to make a whole bunch of money doing this. They're going to be able to support do. themselves. And, and most don't, you know. I would bet there are 500 influencer couples out there now. Mm-hmm. When we started, there were only a few of us. And uh, uh, I mean, so we don't, we are not spring chickens, as, as Rick tactfully said. You know, I think what sticks with me is we went on this one gathering, and there was one couple there that they pulled up their rig, they got out their chairs, and they sat there, and I thought, they're not doing anything. They're just sitting there. And now, as the years have gone by, I admire them. They're not sitting home. They want to get out. They will do what they can do. And they have done all those things before. They've done the yeah. hiking and the kayaking, and yeah. but they're still enjoying the travel. And meeting people yeah. and being part of the adventure. We all do what we can do, no matter what your limitation is. Yep. So, no, we are staying out there. We love it, and we'll keep doing it. As long as it. we can keep As long as it. we can. Yeah. And as long as it's fun. As, yeah, that's that's another part. It has to be fun. And you'll know. I mean, I think you just have to listen to us, and you can see how enthusiastic we are about all this stuff. We just love it. But yeah, all right. I think we probably answered way too many questions. <laughs> and and if you stayed with this whole thing and listened to us all, uh, thank you. Uh, we appreciate your patience with us. But we caught up with a bunch of email that we wanted to get to, and we'll be back with uh, more interviews next week and get back to our regular schedule. But. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching. If you do have a comment about anything we've talked about now or any of our videos that you'll see this week, uh, or you have a question, you just email us. You can reach us at mikeandjen at rvlifestyle.com. Thank you guys so much for watching. Happy trails.